Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Beyond the words that I speak, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, let the atmosphere be filled with your presence and let the word penetrate and bring results in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We started talking about um, Love Made Me last week and the direction I really wanted to go last week Sunday was not um, was I, I sat down there and God began to talk to me to go in a particular direction and right there I just quickly brought out my note and began to put down the things he was saying to me and when I got back home I started meditating on everything he had said and God expounded it in my heart hallelujah Genesis chapter 1 From verse 1. It says, At the first God made the heaven and the earth. And the earth was waste and without form. And it was dark and on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving on the face of the waters. I'm reading the Bible in basic English. It said, At first God made the heaven and the earth. It was waste. It was without form. It was dark and the spirit of God was moving on the face of the water. Move to Genesis 1.26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image and let him have rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over everything which goes flat on the earth. It's important for you and I to understand the mind of God from the very beginning. It's important for us to understand the thoughts in the heart of God. What's in his heart. The things that are most important to him. It's important for us to understand what the father was thinking about when he created the heavens and the earth. And all life and everything that existed on it. And it's important for us to know that the nature of God goes before him in everything that he does. His nature goes ahead of him. His, ex his, his essence, the essence of his being, everything goes ahead of him. His existence and his actions. And that God is not capable of afterthought. He's not capable of rethinking an idea. He's not capable of doing something and saying, oh, I made a mistake. He's not capable. So when the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth, he had a plan. He had something on his mind that if he starts it, it's as good as finished. Because he cannot go back and say, I made a mistake. He cannot rethink a thought. He cannot say, oh, I take that back. He cannot say, that oh it was a mistake 
He's not capable of it. He cannot revisit a concept in error. Oh, I designed a chair. Oh, the manufacturers of iPhone will say, okay, we're calling it back. Or Samsung will say, we're calling it back. Why? Because we found an error. God cannot call back a product. He cannot call back an idea. He cannot call back a plan. Once it goes forward out of him, it's completed. Once it goes forward out of him, it's finished. There cannot be perfection more than perfection. So when God speaks, it is perfect. When God declares, it is complete. You cannot add to it, you cannot subtract from it. So when God says, let's make heaven on earth. And he created the heaven on earth. And then he created man. He created a finished work. He created perfection. He created something that is complete. Alright? We need to understand that. So he's not capable of error. He's not capable of failure. He's not capable of decay or corruption or being without essence. Perfection. He doesn't strive to attain a level of perfection. He doesn't strive to be complete. He doesn't do anything to say, okay, I am trying to be born in himself. He's complete. That's his nature. That's his character. That's his being. That's the fabric of his existence. That's the character of his person. The very him is not subject to failure. So I, before I go on, I needed to understand who God is. And that the very essence of God, is his character does not suggest failure. His character does not suggest error. His character does not suggest corruption or decay. His character is complete. So when that complete God decides to do something, he does it according to his character. He does it according to his nature. That's the God we're talking about. So when he decides to create the heavens and the earth and create man in it, his nature, this is nature, was very well at work. His nature and character of his person was full in display. And of course, you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't have. So God would only give of himself what he has. He would only bring on what is already existing. Either it's existing in the mind or it's existing physically. You can take a, 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 a physical material and begin to create something. But you create something out of what existence and it's existence only in your mind. It means it's alive but it has not come to form. So you can also create from what is not um, physically present. Like the thoughts that we have in heart. The dreams and visions and ideas that God has given to us. By the time we begin to brood on them, we be create. So we can create from already existing material or things that are not seen. So God decided to create man. And he says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. It means that that material, that person, that concept, that idea called man existed somewhere. Existed in the mind of God. Existed in the nature of God. Existed in the person of God. That's why he said, after my image. It means that there was no other image that was required to create man, but the image of God. There was no other image that was required to form man, but the image and likeness of God. So that image, that person created, has the nature of God. Now, look at Adam. Adam lived 930 years. But we understand from scripture, when God told Adam, he said, the day you eat of this tree, you will die. God said, the day you eat of it, you will die. What that statement means is that you and I know that Adam lived 930 years. In fact, he got his first son set about 130 years. 
and he lived 930 sons and all that. But why did he not die that day? Some people will ask. It's the nature of God. It means that when you eat of this, you will begin to die. You will begin to die. It means that death will set in. It means that in the original plan of God, that was not it. In the original plan of God, decay was not there. In the original plan of God, corruption was not there. So the moment you eat of it, you begin to die. Because his nature is life. And this nature he has created in Adam. But you step out of that nature, you begin to die. So that's why it took Adam 930 years for the life of God in him to completely vanish. 930 years for that life that was instilled in him to completely vanish. And from that time until now, life expectancy began to drop. Began to drop. Began to drop. So I tell people, forget about change. If there was no climate change or climate anything, the earth itself is in decay. The earth was destruction. Because the life of God is no longer sustaining it. So it's dying. And that's why the Bible says, you and I will be changed to another life that cannot die. Why? That was his intent from the beginning. That was his plan from the beginning. Because change. The one that created you and I cannot change. He's not capable of afterthought. It's not like God said, okay, now um, the man I created is no longer functioning the way he should. So I should create another man. No. The earth fell into decay, fell into corruption, fell into death. Now the life of God is coming to rejuvenate that life. So that you and I will come to a place where we cannot see corruption. So understand that. That is not subject to decay. So the fact that God told him in Genesis 2, 15 to 17. That look, when you eat of this, you will die. It tells us that death was not God's, what God wanted for man. Decay was not what he wanted. Failure was not what God wanted. However, corruption existed. Decay existed. Failure existed. But for God to have total victory over all these things, man has to be created under this condition so that it can be revealed. Now this is what I mean. God knew. Someone will argue and say, okay, if God knows everything, did he not know that Adam will fall? Then why did he go ahead and create Adam? Why? The truth of the matter is, corruption existed, decay existed. So, for, for God to, for man to have victory over it, it has to be revealed. Listen, Paul said, I did not know sin unless the Lord said, thou shalt not steal. I did not know corruption. I did not know this unless the Lord said this. So it means that the Bible tells the Lord was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So to reveal to us who we really are. So that Christ can deal with it. So man had to be created and all these things needed to be revealed so that Christ can form. So that the new person can form. So that the one that loved me can show up. That it is showing does not mean that's who you are. It's showing to be revealed, to be dealt with. So you look at yourself and say, ah, I never knew I used to get angry so much. No, 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 no. It's okay. Let it show. Let it show. Because once it shows, it shows to be dealt with completely. That's why it's showing. So it is showing to be revealed. So once it's revealed and you know it's in there, it's okay, this is who you are. <clears throat> Come under the power. Come under the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus takes preeminence 
and walks through everything. So if you find yourself having some attitudes and characters and saying, ah, this thing, no, 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 nobody should know about it. No, no, no. Let it come out because once it comes out, it's time for you to be dealt with. It's time for you to be dealt with completely. Let it show because once it's revealed, sin had to be revealed to be dealt with. That's why Jesus came. He had to be revealed to be dealt with. So everything that happened from beginning of creation till the time of Jesus Christ is so that the corruption, decay and failure that exists can be revealed. And the ultimate sacrifice of his love and his blood can purify creation once and for all. Can purify it once and for all. So why is it important that you and I walk in the consciousness of this life? Why is it important? Why are we stressing it? Why are we, why are we preaching it? Why are we talking about it? Why are we bringing people, reconciling people to this new life? Why? Why is it important that we walk in this newness of life that love made? One, it is the nature of God. It is the nature of That's the nature of God. Forget what you see now. That's, the, that's who God is. He's love personified. That's who he is. It's his nature. And you're not a bastard. You take after your father. You take after your father. It's his nature. First John 4, 7 says, My loved ones, let us have love one for another. Because love is of God. And everyone who has love is a child of God and has knowledge of God. He who has no love has no knowledge of God because God is love. And then secondly, it is to demonstrate and show God's intent from the beginning. It's to show his intent, his plan from the beginning. First John 4 from verse 9. It says, and the love of God was made clear to us when he sent his only son from into the world so that we might have life through him. So it means that without Christ, you don't have life. You may be existing. That's not life. So when we come out and say, oh God, let's thank God for life. We don't know people that are in the hospital, people that have died. That's not the kind of life we're talking about. We're not talking of life of existence. We're talking of a life-giving spirit. We're talking of, ex we're talking of living and demonstrating it to the world. Being a world changer. That anywhere you step in, life shows in there. You step in anywhere, life shows in there. People are moody and you get in there, life flows. See, I don't know about this guy. Anytime he just shows up, everything just comes alive. Everything just comes alive around him. He just knows what steps in and we are confused and all of a sudden we know what to do. Why? Because you are a life carrier. You are a life carrier. Can you imagine Jesus walking to a place and all of them are like this? See, what's going on? See, with Jesus, you always know. You are never without knowledge. You always know because you carry that life. You carry that life. So once we become carriers, life, we begin to speak life. We speak life to things. We speak life to things. We speak life to things. We speak life. That's who we are. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, So if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's new in a world. All things have come to an end. They have truly become new. He said, but all things are of God, who has made us at peace with himself through Christ and has given us the work of making peace. That is, God was in Christ, making peace between the world and himself, not putting their sins to their account and having given to us the preaching of this news of peace. So we are representatives of Christ as if it was God making a request through, through us, saying, we make our request to you in the name of, our, of Christ. Be at peace with God. So we're saying that God has now put 
given us that responsibility to reach out to the world and make peace. To reach out to the world and give life. To reach out to things and give life. Anything that looks dead, we give life to it. We speak life to it. Because that's who we are. That's the nature of God. That's the person that we carry on. So we begin to speak life and give life. It may look like it's dead right now, but we are life carriers. So we, we give life. We are chairs. We speak to our TV. We speak to everything. We give life. We give life. The first Adam, the Bible says, was an earthly from the earth. It says the last Adam is a light. So we are not after the image of the first Adam. We are after the image of the last Adam. That means we give life to everything. We give life. So we give life. And then we are announcing with boldness to the world. We are telling the world, you have a new nature. You have a new, a new creation. You have been redeemed. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Be reconciled to God. That God is not angry with you anymore. That love wins. That love is who you are. And that you cannot fail and you cannot be defeated. That's what we are telling the world. Because that's the nature of God. So you cannot be beside the nature of the one that created you. You cannot. You cannot. All those other characters that are showing forth. Are showing forth so that they will be revealed. And the true nature of who you are will comfort. The person that you really are will comfort. A life giving spirit that you are will comfort. That's what we are saying. So we are persuading men. Draw near to God. Draw near to the Father. Draw near to the Father. Draw near to the one. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. John 3.16 says, For God has so much loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever has faith in him may not do destruction but have eternal life. That's the essence. So you're coming to him so that you will have life. And that life you have, you can give to others. You can administer that life. You can speak grace to other people. And then it says that you are a new breed. You are a new people. You are made out of love. The love that cannot come to destruction. The love that cannot fail. That's what it's saying. It cannot fail. It said it's a new breed of people that have wrapped my love around them so much that all they emanate is life. That's all they emanate. That's the new creation. That's the believer. That's the new you that have emerged. All that emanates from you is life and life and life. 1 Corinthians 5, 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 45. It says, and so it is said, the first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last, a life-giving spirit. But that which is natural comes before that which is of the spirit. And of the earth, the second man is from heaven. Those who are of the earth are like the, those who are of heaven are like the one who is from heaven. And in the same way as we have taken on us the image of the man from the earth, so we will take on us the image of the one. It's not possible for flesh and blood to have a part in the kingdom of God. And death may not have a part in life. See, I'm giving you a revelation of a secret. We will not all come to sleep of death, but we will all be changed. We will all be changed. That's what we're saying. So there is a change in God that you and I are supposed to experience. There's a change in God. So you are the change that is coming to the world. You are that change. You are after the last Adam, a life-given spirit. So that anywhere you go, you emanate that life. Anywhere you go, you give life. You give life to your business. You give life to your family. You give life to everything around you. Because you know that love has made you and love will sustain you. So then there's no more failure. No more decay. No more corruption. No more corruption. And then what do we say? The Bible tells us that creation is waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. 
Why is creation waiting? Because they know that the nature of God is in these people. That who God is, is who they are. So it's waiting. Because creation was there when he created us. Creation saw everything. And know that these people are a separate people. Know that these people have capacity beyond what they are exhibiting. So it's waiting. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting eagerly for that day when God will reveal his children. Who they really are. And against his will, all creation was subjected to God's cause. But with eager hope. That's Romans 8 from verse 19. He said the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. So when you see things that are dead and things that are decay, you know it's not the plan of God. You know it's not the purpose of God. You know it's not the nature of God. So creation is saying, children of God, rise up to who you really are. Rise up to your potential. Rise up to everything that God has created you to be. That's who you are. The one that cannot decay. The one that cannot see corruption. The one that cannot die. The one that cannot fail. That's who you are. So creation is waiting. It's waiting. He said, for we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. And we believers also groan that even though we have the Holy Spirit within, within us, it's a foretaste of the future glory. It's a foretaste of the future glory. So we have this hope in us. And the Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us. He knows that we're weak. He helps us in that weakness. He helps us and helps us to pray out the plan and the purpose of God. He helps us to commune with God. He said, for God knew his people in advance. He knew them in advance. And he chose them to become like his son. He knew them in advance. He chose them to become like his son. Not like anybody else. Not like the person your mother calls you or the person your father calls you. But to be like his son. Not like the name they call you, the tag they've given to you. No, but to be like his son. So when God looks down from heaven, what he sees is an image like his son. That's what he sees about you. That's what he sees about you. He says, and having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. His own glory he gave to them. He gave to them. And the Bible tells us, in 1 John, he said, whatsoever is born of God, overcomes the world. Why? Because the nature of love wins all the time. Because the one that love made cannot die cannot decay, cannot see corruption. So whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So the question, how much do you know that you are born of God? How much have you come to realize that you are born of God? How much have you come to realize? It's only a matter of time. All of creation has been designed to be subject to a higher life. All of creation. That's how it has been designed. To be subject to a higher life. To be if you, if you Think about it. You're here in Nigeria. When you traveled to Chicago, the time by now Chicago is like um, night or something. So, the time you got there, you had to adjust the time. Here, once it's dark, nine, ten, you feel sleepy. I want to go to bed. But over there, they're awake. You may think that, oh, my body cannot change. I must sleep. But you're wrong. If you go abroad, you have to be awake. It's their daytime. So what are we saying? Everything is subject to something. What are we saying? It's subject to something. It's subject to something. It's subject to the atmosphere around. 
is subject to it. So when the atmosphere around you begins to begins to subject to it, so your body is subject to the atmosphere of another country because of their time difference. But when you're here, it's subject subject today. So what it's saying is that you have control. Change the atmosphere around you and everything will begin to raise. Let grace fill the atmosphere. Let the word of God fill the atmosphere. And those things that you think will turn to day, they will turn to night. Doors will open in uncommon places. You will enter realms that you never thought possible. Why? Because you have changed the atmosphere. The word of God is moving around. The spirit of God is moving around. There is power everywhere. And everything that is subject to change begins to change. It begins to change. It begins to change. Whatsoever, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Overcomes the world. It's subject to everything because in the beginning that was his thought. That was his plan. That was his idea. That's what he was thinking. That I am the nature of love. I'm love personified. I'm love complete. I'm the perfection of love. So anything I create follows that pattern. Anything I create is after that pattern. So creation has to be subject to it the way it was subject to me. It has to be subject to it. They're after my nature. They're after my image. So anything they emanate they emanate because of me. Not of themselves, but because of me. Why? Because we're a life-given spirit. Because you're a life-given spirit. Because you're a life-given spirit. Oh, whatsoever is born of God, or is born of God, overcomes the world. And then the Bible says, that love, God is love and love is of God and then you are made by the same love and if you are made by that same love you overcome, you rule you have dominion completely and totally dominion completely and totally you stand as one complete complete made by the love of God, the love that cannot die the love that cannot die, love that cannot see failure, that cannot see decay, that cannot see corruption. So you are a life-given spirit. Lift your hands to heaven. Oh, shataram shatalabahai. Can I have the communion, please? All throughout this month and all of the services, we're going to be partaking of the communion to strengthen our resolve to, to discern the Lord's body knowing the love that God has for us come into that revelation to come into that understanding of the love God has for us lift your hands to heaven and just bless him oh if there's any prayer you can pray this morning in the Lord let me come to a revelation of your love for me let me come to a deep understanding of your love for me. Let me know who I am in you. Let me know the person that love has made. Let me come to that revelation knowledge and know truly that I am I'm made of a substance that cannot see decay, that cannot see corruption, that cannot see... 
that's the substance that made me so my every expression will be one that gives life not takes life my every expression will be one that gives life that gives life so that anything I encounter just like love I will give life to it I will. that's what it says that we are a new creation and that God has, has called us to himself to reconcile to make peace with the world to, to tell the world that hey look love has made you love with you and because love has made you you cannot fail you cannot fail you cannot fail Preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.